Influence, the global podcast that shines a spotlight on the influencer marketing industry. Welcome to Influence, the global podcast that shines a spotlight on the influencer marketing industry. And in this edition, I'm going to be talking to TikTok comedy star Laura Edwards, aka Laura Bubble, who has amassed a staggering 1 million views on her channel. TikTok now has over 800 million active users, which is staggering, uh, and was the most downloadable app for 2019. In fact, uh, I think it's 1.5 billion times on Apple and Google Play. So I thought to myself, what is this phenomenon that everybody's on, everybody's talking about? Uh, It seemed like a good idea to have a veteran who was there right at the start. And that is, of course, my guest, Laura Edwards. So I began by asking her how she started out. I started back in the day when it was actually an app called Musical.ly about three years ago. And at the time, barely, not many people were using it. But uh, I was hearing it kind of being mentioned here and there, mainly by a lot younger people. To me, it seemed like the perfect app to experiment and just to mess around actually really to put videos that I that I was sort of trialing before putting on my YouTube channel. So yeah, it was a bit of a mistake <laughs> to start with. <laughs> but it's I mean now, I mean particularly with this uh, lockdown phase that we've been going for, the the growth on TikTok is just through the roof, isn't it? Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing how everyone now is you know, it just feels like all a different ages are using this app i've had my family members you know messaging me tiktoks and yeah it's been it's in a way lockdown's been quite helpful for tiktok i think yeah, yeah. Uh, well it's, it's given people a chance to experiment about being creative because obviously when you we talk about the influence and creative community that do this all the time but what it's doing is it's actually widening the appeal to the joe public isn't it that is actually giving them a chance to say look actually this uh, we can we can be entertained but there could be uh, there could be future uh, creators out there that could do this for a living potentially. Yeah, and I think a lot of people have ideas, but they're scared by you know, do I have the right equipment? Do I have the right lighting? Do, can I can't edit? And I think with YouTube at the moment and, and other websites, it's quite daunting to start on on these websites, you know, without having the right equipment. Mm. TikTok's been made so accessible to everyone because it's on your phone, you know, or you can you can film it straight away using their features, using their editing tools. So they've been, it's been a really good app, I think, for people who've got ideas who just want to start making stuff. Also, it's very limited in terms of time, isn't it? So it's not you're not going to be showing long videos there. The attention span, which is uh, <laughs> is, is super quick, isn't it? Yes, definitely. And it's, that's why I think it's so addictive as well. You end up sort of scrolling on it and an hour's gone by because, yeah, all the videos are so short and it just keeps your attention, doesn't it? Mm. Do you think there are certain types of videos that have done better? I think everyone's that can do very well in their own genre. I, I, I watch cooking videos that are doing, you know, amazing. I think during th- this period of time and during lockdown, comedy is, is really shining at the moment because we like to be cheered up we like to be entertained but i do think with tiktok as well and like with lots of other platforms it it goes in phases so at the moment it's very meme heavy content mm. but when i started it wasn't it was all lip syncs so yeah at the moment it's it seems to be comedy and, and memes and and relatable content but we'll see where it goes i don't know whether it will stay like that no indeed i mean you've worked with a number of brands haven't you in terms of partnerships how's that been affected by what's happening now because the, 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 there's certainly a lot of brands out there that are interested in these platforms but 
also not sure about when to move, what to do, tone, pitch, all those types of things? Yeah, I, I think brands are still figuring out TikTok, if I'm honest. From the ones that have approached me, I, I'm kind of getting the impression that, you know, they give you like 15, you know, hashtags and you, you say to them, well, no, that won't fit in. And so I think they're still trying to work it out and how to um, really mark it on there. And I think, I mean, I was told a few weeks ago, you know, viewership set is highest and the brand deals are going to come fl- flooding in. But I actually think, you know, if, if we, if this country's about to go into a recession, I think actually mm. brands are holding on to their money. So I actually predict that the brand deals are going to dry up slightly, mm. um, which is understandable if everyone is sort of watching their budgets at the moment. Yeah, I think you might be right. But I, I, the, the, these brands still need to communicate with their customers. So yes, they, very true. They need to know uh a lot of it's all about return on their investment isn't it um mm. and, and being able to share that and i don't think sometimes influencer marketing is necessarily sole part of a campaign it is in some instances but more and more it's part of a bigger a wider campaign where influencer marketing is an area of of a, of a, of a bigger broader campaign um and I, I was just interested to see what sort of campaigns you've done in the past that have worked well on tiktok Oh, um, that's a good question. Um, I did a a campaign with Booking.com, which I really, really enjoyed. And it was to promote, I think, their new uh, features where you can sort of look up apartments on there. I think they got about five or six of us involved and it was a trending hashtag. And, uh, you know, I just had so much fun with it because it was free reign act like you're on holiday but in your own sort of flat so mm. you know i have had a bucket and spade and all <laughs> sorts and, and sort of messed around with it but i really really like it when a company can approach you and and really give you a bit of creative control in it and, and not tell you almost not you know not send you a script or not not be too heavy on on how they want it yeah and i think it, it went down really well I, I bet and that's that's a very common trait actually i i hit, hear that a lot from creators yeah, it, it's. It, I think it's a bit about getting a balance because I mm. see where the brands are coming from and someone from the powers above have told someone who's told someone who's told you, you know, these are the these are the lines we've got to get out. This is the message. You know, we know our audience the best and most influencers will stand by that. So I think it's getting a good compromise in, you know, you're still doing a brand deal at the end of the day. You can't ignore the product. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. But it's, it's also, I mean, I, I have had done, I think one of my early TikTok campaigns, they sent me a full video just to upload. And at that time, I was very, very new to TikTok brand deals. And I, I tried it. I liked, I liked the campaign, but it was ho- a horizontal format. It wasn't even vertical. Uh, it was multiple hashtags. It just, it didn't work. So the next time they approached me, it was the same company. It was make what you want, you know, make your own thing. And that did much better. Yeah, yeah. No, a lot to be said for that. And particularly if somebody's using different different creators, you get you get a different angle, a different style on, on, on the same product, which I think for a brand is really quite exciting. Uh, yeah, you do. And you, you increase the exposure as well. You know, yeah. so if you, you're scrolling through your thing and you're seeing like three of your favorite creators all doing it, you, you, you then your brain starts to go, oh, well, I kind of want to buy that or I want to be involved in that. So I think it's very effective when they do that. So how do you measure the, your, the success of these uh, campaigns? So I always ask when I start a brand deal, I'm usually interested to see what they actually want out of it, because it could be buying a product. It could be just brand exposure. You know, it could be getting people to take part in a, a campaign or getting more people involved in sport or, or, or whatever it may be. So I don't really I think it depends on a case by case basis. Mm. 
Uh, but in general, you know, if you use an interaction and, and whether you made a good video that you're proud of, I'd say are the three top things for me at the moment. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, when you're posting videos, are you very conscious of the time that you post? Well, do you know what? I, I never used to be on TikTok. I just sort of used to upload when I wanted. But I was speaking to some other creators this year at some point, And no, it apparently does have a real effect. So I yeah. started to sort of pay more attention because, <laughs> you know, as, that's how I treat my other social platforms. But with TikTok, because it all lands on a feed anyway, I just thought, oh, people will be, you know, seeing this whenever. But um, I think it does make a difference now. So Because obviously not everybody can see all of the content. Otherwise, we'd have, you know, it's like a magazine, isn't it? You, you, yes, There's only so much true. you can see. So, you're, so tell me a little bit more about what are the really fun videos that you've done, that you've had a lot of fun with. I was started YouTube about 10 years ago, so I've had quite a lot of fun creating stuff. I think one of the, the, the most silly ones I've done was a prank video where I went on um, first dates in a wedding dress dressed entirely in a wedding dress oh, did you? Wow. um so that that went viral and i had a really good time doing that there's lots of silly things i've done i'm dressed as a zombie out in the street i did um <laughs> uh, like a parody on on uh commercials and that was lots of fun because that was lots of different shots and taking the mick out of you know tampon adverts and then herbal essence adverts and all sorts of different adverts but yeah I, I, they've it's all been really really fun i think um it obviously helps when you you know get good views and stuff but i think the one ones that I'm most proud of are just the ones that uh, turned out to be well produced and well scripted and, and had a bit of time put into them. Yeah now you mentioned time one of the criticisms that I often pick up from uh, creators is when they work with a brand there's never enough time to really put into a campaign and if it's only sort of two or three days sometimes it can really put some pressure on your creative juices <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. I wondered if that was something that you had a problem with as well where you know well I'd like to be able to do this but that means I'm going to have to do that and I just we haven't got enough time yeah I, I, I honestly every time I kind of most of the times I get a brand campaign I'm thinking what is going on why am I getting a you know three days notice why am I getting four days notice for this it is really stressful I think this is what my non-creative friends who are in full-time jobs think it's all quite easy fun mm, life but actually yeah you know the amount of all-nighters I've pulled doing brand deals I've probably lost years off my life already because <laughs> I've just done you know edits until uh you know ridiculous times in the morning to, to, to hit the deadlines and actually you're not producing your best work or looking after your health quite. if someone's giving you 24 hours to get something over to them which you know if you had a, few, a bit more time you could really come up with something good well, if you, uh, so, yeah. I was going to say, you think about how long it takes to produce a film and you've, you know, everything has to be scripted. Everything has to be storyboarded in a way. And I'm often amazed by all of these talents are all consumed often in one person. And uh, and then to be given such a short period of time to deliver it, it is quite amazing uh, sometimes. But, you know, you can imagine if you had a lot longer what you could do with that. I know that. And that's the shame, really, that it, it, I'm very good at working under pressure, actually. So I've, I've always hit kind of my, my deadlines and everything, even if it means I just have to stay up late and have a coffee. But I always look back and think, you know, if, if it's rushed and it's been a rushed brand deal, that, that could have been better here or there, or I could have hit that punchline or maybe edited that slightly differently. But it's always easy to look back in hindsight, isn't it? But mm, um, definitely, yeah. it is one thing that I, I just don't understand why brands give the creator such short notice. It's a <laughs> 
common complaint as well I've heard so mm. oh, yeah it's a good point point. Um, and what about some of the uh, new people into TikTok they will look up to you no doubt and perhaps do you have interactions with people that are just starting out I guess you do do you uh, yeah there's a little community of us um, that I know I wouldn't say a lot of them are new a lot of them have been around for a while I think when it's new it's quite difficult to kind of you've got to kind of get your face in and, and, and get to know people uh, but I have to admit, the new stuff I'm watching is hilarious. There's some really good people starting TikTok at the moment. So, <laughs> Yeah. Well, maybe because they've got no preconceived ideas about what, what looks good. And I, I think this period that we're in at the moment is perfect trial and experimental phase, yeah. isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Nobody yeah, expects I was, uh, too much. Yeah, totally. I mean, I was saying to a friend today, I think people are a little bit less, have less inhibitions about them too, because they've got this kind of ongoing joke of, oh, it's lockdown. I'm losing my mind. This is my video. <laughs> and, uh, you know, people are being a bit more sort of wacky than they would be. But yeah. I'm, I'm really enjoying the new content I'm seeing. Yeah. So what would you give? What sort of tips would you give to these people that are starting out? The interesting thing with TikTok is you can make a video and it doesn't perform very well for the first maybe week. And then suddenly it gets featured or put on the For You page and it blows up. So I think it's very easy to get slightly obsessed with views and likes and no one's seeing this. But I would say just just keep making. Just don't overthink it because um, once you start overthinking your view count, all that creativity is quite sapped, gets sapped away, you know. Mm. So that's what I would say. Just keep making and and. Honestly, you could have something that blows up a month after you've uploaded it. It's a very bizarre app. <laughs> yeah. Although the audience, the numbers, it's it's largely an under 35, isn't it? The 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 majority of people that are using it. Although I am seeing this there's it's aging up now. I'm seeing more older people on there too. So I think it's going to hopefully become across the generations. But yeah, I would mm. say it's it's still fairly young at the moment. It's probably the youngsters that are bringing the, the, the mums and dads and the grandparents in and come on, we'll, we'll do this dance routine, mum and yeah. dad. You know, I've, <laughs> I've seen some of those. Uh, yeah, I was just watching um, a video of a, a guy and um, his nan as well. So the, you're getting even older than just parent generation now on it. So future-wise, what's what's the future look like for you? Oh, gosh, wrong time to be asking. But no. Um, well, hopefully I'm looking forward to when all this is over to doing more stand up. Really looking forward to that. Obviously, I can keep making my videos in lockdown. So that's no different. But mm. um, doing some more live stuff, I, I, I've really it's really dawned on me how much I took that for granted. Yeah. The, you know, the options and, you know, doing the live stuff. So, yeah, I'd, I'd love to get back more into stand up and, and keep making, you know, obviously filming outside when we can as well. Mm, I think that yeah. took that for granted as well. Yeah. Influence, the global podcast that shines a spotlight on the influencer marketing industry. So that's it for another edition of Influence. Please make sure you subscribe and listen to some of the other episodes. You can find them on my website, gordonglenster.com, or the BCMA branded content marketing website too. Always happy to find out about um, topics and guests that you'd like to hear about. Just drop me a line, gordon at gordonglenster.com. So until next time, that's bye from me. 